Welcome to the Linny Stein Show. Today we're restoring our gut health in 2022 and beyond. We're going to learn ways to help your gut be healthy and happy and go forward. Because when things change inside you, things change around you. Don't start a diet that has an expiry date. Just develop a healthy lifestyle that will last forever. Why is gut health important? Immunity. Because something like 80% of our immunity, and conversely where 80% of things go wrong, starts in the gut. It is perhaps the most important factor to consider when deciding to clean up our health. And of course, the fermented foods, they offer a delicious way to help improve your digestion, strengthen the cardiovascular system, and enhance immunity. So why shape your gut? To control type 2 diabetes just with simple changes? To reduce in size for a permanent weight loss? And say goodbye to bloat? To desire food or to sustain life? To improve digestion? Eliminate toxins, restore a healthy balance of good bacteria in your gut, reduce those cravings, to alkalize and cleanse your body, improve your heart health and decrease inflammation, improve energy, improve skin problems and improve fertility. So this ancient food preparation technique has seen a huge rise in its popularity as people are waking up to the many health benefits associated with these truly functional foods. In a world of pasteurised and sterilised, well, speed and greed, denatured foods, fermented products would be a great addition to any diet. Early civilizations knew that to preserve food, fermentation was a necessity. Today, We know that the concept of using naturally occurring good bacteria will help eliminate harmful types. Therefore, we find a diet that includes fermented foods, helps eliminate candida, lowers the risk of certain cancers and supports overall health, plus preserves the garden harvest. It's true sustainable food. So what are the signs of an unhealthy gut? Comparing our modern fermentation to that of traditional peoples is that traditional peoples had a perfect gut and their toxin load was practically zero. They did not have gut dysbiosis as a starting point. Our digestive tracts have taken quite a beating over the last generations due to the overprescribing of antibiotics, use of birth control pills, dental amalgam, consumption of refined and processed food, HFCS and antibacterial soaps, chemical cleaners and chlorinated water to name but a few. Plus the simple fact that we don't consume enough fermented foods anymore. And the ancients knew something we seem to have forgotten that's been quoted from Einstein. So is my gut really my second brain? Yes, our gut is our second brain and our emotion centre. Of all the bodily functions, digestion has the greatest influence on our mental state. Adding fermented foods to your diet, you will absolutely notice an amazing shift in health as your gut gets happy. It all makes me wonder if the trillions of bacteria 
that compose our own microbiomes control us in ways we cannot possibly imagine. So what is a leaky gut and how do fermented foods help? Well, a leaky gut means instead of foods being broken down, absorbed and eliminated, partially digested foods can cross through the damaged area of the intestinal lining and enter the bloodstream directly. So healing and sealing the gut lining will allow your body to build a strong immune system and produce the right number of neurotransmitters for the best gut feeling to be well again. So eating your fermented foods on a regular basis is the most effective way to heal a leaky gut. Things like Crohn's disease, colitis, irritable bowel syndrome, chronic allergies and immune system disorders are all ultimately caused by this problem. So what is the connection between the gut health and special health conditions and fermented food? Look, a list of things contributing to an unhealthy gut. So what is the connection between your gut health, your weight gain and hormonal and liver function, your brain and gut connection and stopping the bloat? Acid reflux, heartburn or GERD helps what happens with the fermented food is it helps the food digest so it does not ferment and bubble up causing burning and helps control the bacterium H. pylori. That is one cause. Things like acne and psoriasis and eczema, it helps control. That skin is really the part that really shows when your gut is out of balance. Allergy and food sensitivity. So it'll keep the gut lining healthy and those substances that do not belong in the bloodstream are prevented from being absorbed and causing the sensitivity. It has so many antioxidant benefits and they reduce all the free radicals. Things like arthritis and asthma and diabetes and HIV and AIDS. Patients use your fermented foods to enhance the quality of life. Bloating. Well, it stops the fermentation that causes the gas. That's why we, our bellies bloat up. Bone density. There's two ways the fermented food helps. It makes vitamin K and by improving absorption of minerals. Circulatory system. Well, it helps maintain just a healthy function. Cholesterol triglycerides. Again, it helps maintain blood fats at healthy levels. Depression. We're talking really severe anxiety. The good bacteria release the amino acid L-tryptophan, and that is a natural antidepressant. Diarrhea. It fights out and crowds out the harmful organisms that cause it. The digestion of foods. It just helps with fats and proteins and carbs and even milk with the fermentation of milk, which we know is as the sour milks. It eats the lactose out of it, so it makes it so much easier to digest. Disease prevention slows down the growth of pathogenic organisms. Energy, oh, it just increases your energy naturally. Essential fats. The bacteria make them from fibre. Gum disease. The gum disease is caused by a harmful bacteria and it's reduced by the good bacteria. Glaucoma. 
Well, it helps prevent by controlling the bacteria H. pylori and your immune system. It just boosts your body's natural ability to fight. Inflammatory bowel disease and the colitis, as we've already spoke of, it just eases it in many ways. Example, by reducing that inflammation and the leaky gut. So your intestinal lining, it keeps it healthy by creating the creation of substances to benefit cells of the lining. That's the preparing, the, the healing of it and your liver function. So it reduces the load on the liver by detoxifying in the gut. Now migraines, they will really help by suppressing that, again, the H. pylori bacteria that are also a cause of your cluster headaches. Morning sickness, and again, that's caused in part by the H. pylori. So the good guys help control. Oxygen uptake, it just improves it. Your pH. Now, a body that is acidic, you're in trouble. We must have an alkaline, acidic alkaline balance maintained in the healthy range. Even though fermented foods are classed as like an acidic food, they're alkaline. So the alkaline things, when they hit down to your tummy, they become alkaline. But there's a red skinned condition and that is also thought to be caused by that H. pylori and it's a harmful bacterium and it's controlled again by the friendly bugs. Regularity, well it just adds bulk to the stool and makes your intestinal tract healthier and more alive. Sex, one of those uh, the sex hormones, it'll just help balance by detoxifying the surplus hormones. So each of fermented foods, it's good for everything. Your skin, it just helps maintain it in a radiant, healthy state. And toxic waste, that'll help reduce at the cellular level and avoids the reabsorption and production of new toxins by reducing constipation. Ulcers, it'll suppress that bacteria, that H. pylori, that causes the ulcers. Now your urinary tract and your vaginal infections, It'll fight and crowd out the harmful organisms, which is the root cause. And vitamins. Look, the probiotics manufacture many vitamins from vitamin A to B1 to B2 to B3 to B6 to B12 and K and biotin. Vitamin K is very important for strong bones. With yeast, it'll protect against the overgrowth of those organisms like candida, that cause dozens of symptoms. Again, this is what friendly flora are supposed to do. But most supplemental products, they don't deliver the benefits because they are not the correct blend and or strains and are not made with enough care. Some tested products had zero bacteria alive. So we're talking of fermented foods are live bacteria good strains and many strains they're like colonies they're communities which just means like like us as a human we live in a community which is more than one and that's exactly what happens with all these different strains there's more than one strain of bacteria and they're alive look the ancient greeks they understood that important chemical changes took place during fermentation and they called it alchemy but as with dairy products, the preservation of vegetables and fruits by the process of lacto-fermentation has many advantages beyond simply maintaining the edibility of fresh food. 
In the process of fermentation, starches and sugars in vegetables and fruits are converted into lactic acid, which is a natural preservative because it inhibits the bacteria that cause foods to rot and putrefy. Empirical researchers identified a long list of health conditions that may be helped by consuming foods containing the lactic acid bacteria, including, as we said, the colitis, constipation, diarrhoea, gas and bloating, gastric reflux, heartburn, Crohn's disease, gum disease and high cholesterol. Recent studies have even shown a positive effect of probiotics on autism, obesity, Parkinson's and diabetes. Uh, It's come out in recent years that Parkinson's is no longer considered something that's come from the mind, it's coming from the gut. So where does disease begin? All disease begins in the gut. So said Hippocrates, the father of modern medicine, centuries ago, describing the real key to good health. So it is an inside job. The trillions of friendly bacteria in the human gut form the basis of our health. Digestive and immune systems depend on their protection against microbial and parasitic attacks. Those parasites. They are a big problem of our autoimmune disease is the parasites that have overtaken our bodies. But a healthy intestinal flora, it supports the barrier function of the intestinal mucous membrane against digested poisons and allergens, preventing such unwanted substances from entering the blood circulation. So this healthy gut that we're aiming for, it has three prime functions. One, the digestion of food. Two, the absorption, the manufacture and distribution of nutrients. And then three, the prevention of toxins from entering the body. The digestion, you know, millions of people suffer day in and day out, not knowing just how critical healing their gut truly is. Because poor digestion can be a factor in symptoms such as attention deficient disorder, arthritis, asthma, chemical sensitivities, eczema, liver problems, all the autoimmune conditions and mood disorders. And digestion is the process of just changing a food into a form that the body can absorb into the blood, nourish the cells and provide energy. Science even tells us that without healthy gut function, which is the flora, the digestive system just can't do this. And we can become very sick because A, it isn't working and B, it isn't absorbing, meaning the rest of our body goes into meltdown. We used to say, We are what we eat, but that's incorrect. We are what we absorb. You can be eating the very best of foods, but if you aren't absorbing it, it's not going to do you too much good. So this is why we have to heal this gut. So what's in poo? I know it's not good to really... Well, it is good to talk about poo because you've got to know what's in your poop because clinical laboratory stool DNA testing It can reveal your very own microbial profile. It'll tell you what and how many favourable organisms you have and any pathogenic organisms that may be present, such as yeast, those parasites and bad bacteria. Many think only the large intestine has probiotics in it, but this certainly is not the case. Both the large and small intestine 
contains multiple strains. It is estimated there are 500 to 600 good bacteria in the intestines. These are an important part of the immune system. Something like 80% of the immune system is within, within the intestinal tract. The small intestine has mainly the acidophilus cultures and the large intestine has mainly the bifidus strains. So choose prebiotic and probiotic. And what is the difference? Prebiotics are the fuel for the probiotics, but also present in your gut are the bad guys who are believed to play a role in the development of inflammation, obesity and many chronic diseases, which is precisely why it is important to your long-term health to keep gut flora both good and bad on an even keel. So enjoy a delicious bowl of probiotics with a side of prebiotics. Show your microbiome some love by feeding it with probiotic foods like good old-fashioned fermented foods, preferably organic. These fermented goodies like sauerkraut, kimchi, kombucha and fermented veggies encourage the growth of good bacteria. Add to that some prebiotic foods, those non-digestible short-chain fatty acids that help your gut good bacteria flourish. So to get your dose, try eating more whole grains, vegetables, especially artichokes, garlic, beans, onions, leek and asparagus. Fruit, especially green bananas. Now we're not talking about munching on a green banana. We're talking about using the green banana flour and then you can add that to your raw foods. And also eat some legumes and nuts and seeds. Other quality sources include things like spirulina and wheatgrass and barley grass. The, what's the antibody, antibiotic effect on gut health? Well, when a course of antibiotics is taken, they indiscriminately kill all the gut bacteria, both good and bad. So how do you heal an unhealthy gut? Ah, the four R's. One to remove, two to repair, three to restore, and four to replace. Check out our free gut check guide because that has it all step by step. And just take one step at a time because it can be very overwhelming to be sick with so many symptoms and diseases and face the amount of information that you need to learn to get healthy. Therefore, it is very important that you approach your healing one step at a time. Because it's not only easier on you, it also will not overwhelm and confuse your body, causing more healing and detoxifying reactions and symptoms than are necessary. Your body needs time to adjust to each change at its own pace and as it sees fit. Just believe in your body's marvellous healing capabilities. There's no point pushing your body since it will not get you healthier any faster. While diet has one of the most profound impacts upon our health, there are other important lifestyle factors that equally impact our well-being, like adequate sleep, play, connection with others, time spent in the sunshine and outdoors generally, our mental thoughts, our ability to cope with and manage stress, the amount and way we exercise and how and what we breathe. So what are the benefits from healing the gut? 
Look, the bottom line, if you want to clean up your gut, repopulating it with beneficial bacteria is a requirement. That probiotic flora continues their relationship with us by moving into that large intestine and by establishing colonies, aiding in the elimination process. They also produce those vitamins that we spoke of, the B1, B2, B12 and vitamin K, and it preserves our food easily. Like homemade seltzer only lasts a few days in the fridge, but fermented homemade seltzer, that lasts months and months. And the same goes for sauerkraut and pickles and beetroot and carrots and other garden foods. Lacto-fermentation allows you to store these foods for longer periods of time without losing the nutrients like you would with traditional canning. So bring on the bacteria. But what's the big deal about eating a daily diet that is high in probiotics and exactly what, what it can do to help our body? Look, try to include at least one to two fermented foods in your food choices each day. You don't need a lot of them. At the very least, a few times a week. It can either be a small addition or condiment to your meal, as with sauerkraut, or the main part of your meal, such as coconut milk kefir or kefir, however you want to pronounce it. Besides the fact that they taste great and really grow on you, there are so many great reasons to start making and eating fermented foods. Examples include water kefir, kombucha, kvass, sauerkraut, kimchi, vinegar, tempeh, miso, your coconut yogurt, your milk kefirs or kefirs, and fermented veggies and beverages to name a few. So your lactic acid can also replace the hydrochloric acid in the stomach and this becomes crucial as we age. As far back as the 1930s, researchers found that hydrochloric acid diminishes as we age. By the time we are in our 50s, we can have as little as 50% and it continues to decrease. People over the age of 60 have 1,000 times fewer microbes in their gut, so daily consumption of fermented foods becomes essential. Humans have a particularly intimate relationship with lactic acid bacteria. It is generally regarded as the first bacteria that all human beings are exposed to during childbirth and they are totally essential to our ability to digest food, assimilate nutrients and protect us from pathogenic bacteria. The lactic acid producing bacteria used to create our fermented food lives everywhere on our own skins and the skin of vegetable. It sounds a bit creepy but all is good. The lactic acid bacteria are a group of gram-positive bacteria, non-respiring, non-spore-forming, which produce lactic acid as a major product of the fermentation of carbohydrates. They are the most important bacteria in desirable food fermentations, being responsible for the fermentation of even sourdough bread and even sorghum beer, all fermented milks, cassava, which we produce like foo-foo, and most pickled or fermented vegetables. Fermented is a better word. Pickling is normally done where you immerse it into vinegar. And although it's a digestive, it doesn't produce the lactic acid bacteria. So historically, bacteria from that lactobacillus, they're the main species that are involved and a few others. 
Several more have been identified, but play a minor role in the lactic fermentations. The process of lactic acid fermentation, which is really part art and part science, the same beneficial organisms we find in good soil are on the surface of the vegetables that we harvest. Those beneficial organisms feast on the carbs and the veggies and produce organic acids as well as enzymes and beneficial bacteria. It is the acids produced, the part lactic and part acetic, that form the brine that preserves the vegetables from spoilage. This process must happen anaerobically, outside the presence of oxygen, so no air, this, which is why vegetables are always submerged and kept in containers that are well sealed. No open air fermentation. This is the most critical aspect of the fermentation process. Vegetables always covered in brine and all will be fine. Beyond that, the process is unbelievably easy. So let the bubbles begin. And eating your fermented foods and drinking your fermented drinks will introduce beneficial bacteria into your digestive system and help the balance of bacteria in your digestive system. Probiotics have also been shown to help slow or reverse some diseases, improve your bowel health, aid your digestion and improve immunity. Fermenting is the perfect way to pre-digest plant foods and get the benefits without the anti-nutrients. So pre-digestion, nutritional cell walls made up of fibre are unable to digest. Enzyme inhibitors such as trypsin interfere with the absorption of protein. Phytic acid contained in grains, beans, nuts and seeds, they bind minerals and they prevent their uptake by the intestine. That's why we ferment them all. That's why we soak our grains, why we soak our beans, nuts and seeds. The oxalic acid contained in many foods, especially in spinach and chard and rhubarb, they bind minerals, preventing their uptake by the intestine. That's why we ferment them. So your phytoendocrine disruptors, this is very important for anyone with any hormonal problems, most of us ladies, when we get to the second stage of our life, we have to be very careful of phytoestrogens in their products like soy foods if they're not fermented because they can lead to hormonal imbalances. The goitrogens in kale and the brassica family, like the cabbages, these decrease the uptake of iodine, which is critical to the optimal functioning of every endocrine gland in your body. When we're talking sauerkraut, we're fermenting it. It's not raw cabbage. It's being pre-digested. And it's a good idea to add some kelp I always add kelp in my salt when I'm making my sauerkraut. The answer is we ferment them just to be easy on the digestion. So how to support optimal gut health with food as opposed to supplements like your probiotic pills, your powders and all the supplements that you see on the expensive shelves, shelves of, of stores. Lactic acid fermented foods contain about 200 billion organisms per gram. So how much does your probiotic supplement cost? And how many capsules equal a gram of fermented foods? Eating your probiotics at every meal is making sure some element of the meal is fermented. 
And we're not talking beer. Sorry, boys, but no beer. <gasps> Lacto-fermented... Oh, well, you can have your beer, but that's not what we're getting for our probiotics. Lacto-fermentation is a broad category. It covers any food where lactic acid-producing bacteria or yeast-preserving a food. And from the earliest times, your lactic acid fermentation has played that important role in the history of mankind because of its health-promoting, the preserving and restorative qualities. Right back to archaeological finds, they have shown that even during the hunter-gatherer stage of our development, people fermented a plant that was like a cabbage. So what about the cravings for bad stuff? Now, fermented food help control your cravings for starchy and sweet foods when consumed on a consistent basis. Because the veggies are just pre-digested by the beneficial probiotic organisms. The lactic acid produced during that fermentation process, it aids in digesting all your foods eaten along with them, especially proteins and starchy foods. So it's a living food. It's teeming with beneficial microorganisms. They're very intelligent little beings. They work hard to maintain your inner biosystem. What about gut feelings? You know, go with your gut. Trust your instincts. We look, we may not ever be 100% sure of our decision, but if we're 70, even 50%, that's okay too. It's not about having all the answers, but rather using the information, we must make the best decisions that we can. What about money? How much do they all cost? Look, you'll save it by making your own fermented foods and beverages, and you will know that it's been done well, and you've pulled in that good bacteria from your own environment. So incorporating healthy foods into your diet it can get expensive, but not so with fermented foods. Drinks like kombucha and water kefir can be made at home and cost only cents per serving. Your water kefir grains, your milk kefir grains, your kombucha scoby, your sourdough starter, these are foods that we can pass on to our children and our grandchildren and so on until time ends. Just amazing. So why fermented foods? Look, they have a lot of health benefits. We've covered all the vitamins. We've covered that they're rich in enzymes that help speed up the digestion and the absorption in our system. They're rich in your good bacteria, specifically the lactobacillus acidophilus, which is an extremely beneficial flora found in the gut. So consume your healthy bacteria that you find in your fermented foods and it will restore and balance the flora in your gut, leading to better vitamin and nutrient absorption. Another plus is that fermented foods have a very long shelf life without containing harmful preservatives. So you can enjoy your food longer without spoilage. And another bonus is we can always put a meal together on the fly. When you have them there, it's just essentially fermenting means converting a food to carbohydrates, to alcohol, but not the kind that gets you drunk. So for many, it's just an awesome way to get rid of your gardening and success evidence, those overproducing vegetables. This is real self-sufficiency. Michael Pollan, in his Defense of Food, he writes, instead of bite the hand that feeds you, shake the hand that feeds you. I love that. Because food is about a web of relationships. It's one of those relationships is with the farmer. And we need relationships with the animals, the plants and the microbes around us. We need to get our hands dirty in the soil 
and interact with the web of life daily. Is it safe to eat fermented vegetables that have been left unrefrigerated for weeks or months or years? Look, leaving your foods unrefrigerated for two weeks or more can be disturbing to those who were not raised with this traditional food. But research says that properly fermented vegetables are safer than raw vegetables, which might have been exposed to pathogens like E. coli on the farm. The lactic acid bacteria that carry out the fermentation are effective killers of bad bacteria. And there are absolutely no documented cases of foodborne illness in fermented food, and they are considered safer for novices to make than canned vegetables. Sterilising your jars for sauerkraut or your cucumber pickles, it's only optional. It's just very fine to simply wash the jars in hot soapy water. Just make sure that the fruits and vegetables stay completely submerged in the brine. If the vegetables remain submerged, they are protected in an anaerobic environment. So how do I eat fermented food? Start slowly. Your body will need to adjust especially if you have yeast imbalances. Too much fermented food can irritate candida and other yeast imbalances. So the key is not to overdo it. Ideally, you should try to eat something fermented every day, as I said previously, if not with every meal. Fermented foods do not require to be eaten in large amounts. Small amounts at each meal will suffice and will help you digest your food. For example, drink a small cup of miso before a meal. Use fermented vegetables in a salad. Add your sauerkraut to a salad. Or have a glass of kombucha or kefir for an afternoon treat. A great start is your sauerkraut brine. How we have those recipes in our Sexy Sauerkraut ebook, Or you can follow along in Module 1 of our online course. Or you can make it with us in the January 2022 Gut Club. But try using things like fermented seed cheeses as a dip for raw vegetables or as a spread for your favourite sprouted crackers. You can even make sauerkraut crackers and kimchi crackers after, and you dehydrate them in a low, low, low heating setting. After a couple of weeks of including these probiotic foods in your diet, you should hopefully notice improved digestion and perhaps even strengthened immunity. Because supporting your good bacteria will help strengthen your immune system, support the detoxification process and improve digestion, allowing you to gain more nourishment from your food and assimilate more of those much needed vitamins and minerals. It will also help keep those nasty bacteria at bay reducing the risk of developing candida or yeast imbalances and yeast infections. So what is a gut-healthy diet? Ah, nutrient-dense equals longevity. You know, healthy at 100, that's scientifically proven secrets of the world's healthiest and long-lived peoples by John Robbins. Robbins describes the lifestyle and dietary patterns of the long-lived cultures from like southern Russia the Indians of the, the Andes and the Hunzas of North Pakistan. Then we have the Okinawa in, in, in Japan, where females over 70 are the longest lived population in the world. The mountainous highlands of inner Sardinia, with the world highest concentration of my, male centenarians. 
There's the islands with the lowest rates of middle age mortality and the lowest rates of dementia. Robbins found that the percentage of calories they obtained daily was between 69 to 73% carbohydrates, 15 to 18% from fat, and 10 to 13% from protein. Low amounts of salt, zero sugar or processed food, and had no incidence of obesity and other common diseases. The Okinawa, who, though eating a more animal-based diet, had a similar lifestyle. Okinawa is the largest of those islands located off the coast of Japan, between the East China and Philippine Seas. The Okinawa belongs to one of five regions of the world known as Blue Zones, the people who reside in blue zones live exceptionally long, healthy lives compared to the rest of the world's population. Additionally, the culture treats food as medicine and utilises many practices from traditional Chinese medicine. As such, the diet includes herbs and spices known for having health benefits such as turmeric and mugwort. Their lifestyle also emphasises daily physical activity and mindful eating practices. Turmeric is one of those foods that is wonderful to, to ferment because it's so anti-inflammatory, but when you ferment it, it makes it water-soluble. It's more bioavailable. It hits straight into where you need it. Fermented turmeric, you make turmeric sauerkraut. Turmeric and fennel sauerkraut is just beautiful. Fermented turmeric by itself, you can make it into a paste. You can use it in everything. It's beautiful combined with fermented turmeric and ginger in a lime brine. It is just superb. It's something you can just use little slithers. You can use it on and in everything, but preferably not to be heated because you will call, kill the good beasties if you do heat it. So how do I help people? Well, I'm Lenny Stein, the creator of the Gut Academy. We are all about improving the quality of life. It's so much more than weight loss, a better relationship with one's body, improved mental health, to feel confident, empowered and connected. Our most valuable tool is goal-directed learning. That's the foundation for making habits. I approach healing differently. It is not a one-size-fits-all approach. And I share tools that are customised to you as an individual. I specialise in the fundamental tools and principles that get streamlined results. The tools you need to start getting the results you want. Hope is what I live by, helping one person every day. My mission is to help and empower as many people as possible with my decades of research, practice and coaching. Your body is a temple and temples are started with a solid foundation. If you neglect your foundation and try to lose weight, your temple or body will come crumbling down. That is, you'll often gain more weight. My work isn't just about the food you put in your mouth. Your eating is a mirror of how you're living. We can't improve your relationship with food without improving your relationship with your life. So for some people, well, that could mean screaming for ice cream. For others, it means a lot more time to read, to nap to get back to dancing, singing, painting or other favourite and ignored hobbies. And some people realise they need to add a new sweetness to their lives amongst all the sour food because that's what fermented food is, it's sour. 
It's from the sour food. The sour and the bitter foods are the foods that are the medicinal foods and they're the least ones that we eat, but we need to eat them. We need to restore our gut health with them. So if you want to add some sweetness, you might like to learn to ride a bike or go salsa dancing for the first time or ask someone super special out on a date if you're single. However, in the cocoon phase, you'll want to avoid small talk to question your long-held beliefs, plus no longer do the things out of obligation or guilt. Whatever it is, expect self-care before the butterfly emerges. Is it hard? But it's not hard in the way that a diet is hard, and it doesn't require willpower. What is required is a willingness and a curiosity to look closely at your life, your thoughts and your behaviours and to stop going through life on autopilot. Being truly aware of yourself can be painful. Most of us who struggle with occupations like food have things big or small that we'd rather not face. So yes, it's hard and scary and sometimes painful, but that's why I'm here, to support you, to show you the way, and to make sure that there is enough of my favorite emotion, joy, to make you feel balanced. And I just love your gut. So you'll eat delicious, wholesome food for health and happiness. And really as an expression of self-love. So let us get healthy and happy together. Join our tribe and we can do it together. Just explore what worked for countless generations before ours and we'll put it to work. And just always remember that love is the ultimate spice. Can we just let us take our hearts for a walk in the forest and listen to the magic whispers of old trees? Look, you cannot buy the right atmosphere or a sense of togetherness. You cannot hooger if you're in a hurry or stressed out. And the art of creating intimacy cannot be bought by anything but time, interest and engagement in the people around you. The word hooger hails from Norway it is translated loosely mean well-being. The Danish adopted the word as their own and they, they really embody the hygge lifestyle. Danes are among the happiest peeps and they attribute their happiness in part to hygge. So as I said, remember that love is the ultimate spice and take your hearts for a walk in that forest and listen to the magic whisper of old trees. So how do you describe this hygge in short? It is an outlook on life that focuses on simple pleasures and taking the time to cultivate more of them in your life. It is when you give your body, mind and spirit a rest and enjoy the good things in life, like a sunrise or a sunset, reading a book in front of a crackling fire, taking the time to savour a delicious mug of gourmet tea, and spending time with good food, friends and family around a table without tech disruptions. A way of life that makes you live your life in a way that brings deep contentment to your soul. Sometimes the outer things in life, money, power, success, are not what will make us happy. Encouraging us to discard what does not bring joy. Finding the balance between getting things done and learning to schedule downtime is what we all need to live happy-centred days. Look, if we grow our own fruit, food, 
as free as toxins as possible, we know quality because we play a crucial role in determining it. Growing our own foods allow us to develop a more intimate relationship with food, experiencing the life process from beginning to end. Nothing like getting your hands in the soil. Starting and maintaining your own garden, it's very easy. You can grow and you can make your own food. It's so enjoyable and it certainly becomes quite addictive. You always want to grow better and healthier food each season. Any of the gardeners that are listening, I know they will agree with me. It's just something to learn from and you share it with others. It's always just so exciting to share your garden, to pick your garden harvest and just share it. It's like, oh, that people say that tomato was just the very best. There are also thousands of different edible plants and trees you can try growing and, and fermenting, as well as keeping chickens and bees and foraging, going out and foraging free food and getting into bush tucker to consider. But for most of human history, the sharing of food was a significant social act. It cemented ties between friends and kin. It showed welcome to strangers. Today, it's really become an anonymous act of commerce. And I think it's time to step back because the people in past times would no doubt have thought it exceedingly strange, if not, if not downright obscene, that total strangers would grow, process and even cook nearly all of one's food because seasonal food harvested from nature, it has no pretense. The mindset of the preparer is the most important. There is a Korean saying, the beautiful Koreans that make the lovely kimchi, that everything depends on mind. In other words, if food is prepared with an evil heart, even a great feast turns into poison. But if gratitude is offered to the food with a joyful and happy heart, the food becomes a blessing. So we have made it. Congratulations. Just keep up all the good work. Our gut club is on this weekend for January. It's on the third. It's always on the third weekend of the month. Month. So January 2022, it'll be on the weekend of the 15th to the 17th. Yay! I'm so excited. Uh, it's always, as I say, the third weekend, and we always have a new live implementation weekend. It's in our closed Facebook group during which we learn, work, and we implement a new project focusing on one of our e-books. Anybody that's in any of my courses, excluding the 10 for $10 course, all the rest, uh, you automatically come straight into the club. It's all part of it to make sure that you are implementing everything so that we are learning together because that's the tools that you need to start getting the results that you want. But I'm opening it to the public that you don't need to buy any of my courses. You can come in at just $7 for the month and there's no commitment to a time frame. You can just come for one month or you can stay for as long as you like and that price is locked in at that price for as long as you want want to, to remain. And it's going to be, it is such a juicy, joyful, life-changing club. And it's a concept just not of sustainable living. It's there to help heal your gut, to restore that gut health in 2022. That's what the Gut Club is all about. So we'll see you on the inside. 
and we're going to be making we've got you'll get the recipe list of not recipe but the ingredient list of what you need to buy we're going to be making a very quick kimchi a gut tonic a sauerkraut and a brined vegetable so it'll give you a good variety and once we make them all together you've got them that's the idea to make it it's not just information it's implementation that's the idea of the club to make sure that you do it and we do have a question and answer time as well the question and answer time I have too so that I can do different time zones and I try to do the different time zones so that everyone can join in but if you can't join in they're all they're even though they're live they're recorded so you can watch them if not this weekend you can watch it the following weekend or whenever you have time and there are all also a couple of already implementation weekends there there's a bacterial beauty which has got all the three downloads the three videos and all the recipes to make bacterial skincare and as well as that there's skinny gut which is a wonderful little program there that you can if you're wanting to reduce in size and it's all for the individual thank you and I'll talk soon and we'll see you on the inside in the gut club.